Hello and welcome to a fresh episode of the Wildcat Offense Basketball Edition hosted by yours truly, Wes Ibarra of Offsea Sport. I want to thank each and every one of you for the likes, the ratings, the reviews, the listens, the downloads. It means so much to me and it keeps me motivated to keep making podcast content for the project for you all. I also want to thank each and every one of you for taking the time to listen to me on your Wednesday night. Whether you're chilling at home, maybe getting dinner, working out, or getting that homework assignment done while thinking about Northwestern basketball. Uh, man, it's been a long day. But um, yeah, you know, I appreciate you taking the time to spend this Wednesday evening with me. I hope you're also enjoying the upswing in the weather lately if you are living in the uh, Chicagoland North Shore area. Um, went out for a run today and man, it's good to see the weather back in this uh area instead of being in the bitter cold and of course uh i know in the last episode we talked about super bowl sunday with that game against penn state being on that day if uh you are a niner fan i feel for you you know in many ways you can say that the niners had that game won if they had just done a couple more things defensively if greenlaw never got hurt or if they just ran the ball more because you have the best running back in the league. And if you're a Chiefs fan, I'm happy for you that your team won back-to-back Super Bowls. But I also feel for you because of the incident that happened today. So for those that don't know, there was a shooting that took place um, not very far from the stage of where the Kansas City Chiefs did their um, Super Bowl parade uh, presentation or their crowd work presentation which is in front of that uh, train station union station um, in the heart of uh, downtown Kansas City Um, you know my heart goes out my prayers and condolences goes out to the fans and the families of those that got injured and the one uh, victim that got deceased there's no space for that in any realm of reality or imagination right I mean it seems like uh anything we can't have nice things anymore and i don't know why it's not fair it's ridiculous and i don't get why people think it's a great idea to go bring guns to a place where people are there to be happy they're there to celebrate something and you know i'm sure those people that uh fired shots you know they're fans of the team too so why this is a moment for you to enjoy something that you love, to uh, enjoy with others, but these idiots decide to go bring firearms, shoot people, injure people, and kill one. It's ridiculous. It it makes me concerned, you know, especially as a sports fan, as a person that likes to go out where a lot of people will congregate. Um, it's a reminder that in today's day and age, it's we really got to be on our our toes man like we gotta have our guard up almost all the time like i can imagine here in the chicagoland area oh you know where i'm currently doing this for you guys like what if the cats won a national championship or what if the cubs the white Sox, they won a world series within the next couple years or the bears they won a super bowl and especially the bears because you know they they haven't won a Super Bowl in quite a long time or you know or even the Chicago Bulls the NBA team you know and with Chicago being how it can be you know it's like man what if our teams were to win one day is someone going to do that 
like it, it's hard it's really hard to fathom that that's where we're at now but all right let's not talk about sad dark things anymore so if you're a niner fan feel for you if you're a chiefs fan happy for you but feel for you and let's talk about wildcat basketball task at hand so um cats have a game tomorrow night at rutgers um at 5 30 p.m tomorrow that game is going to be on big 10 network and espn 1000 on the radio call for the chicagoland area and if you're on a national level sirius xm channel 380 the cats are 17 and 7 8 and 5 in the big 10 currently sitting at fourth so luckily we're not going down but we're not going up but like i keep saying we're playing for better seating at this point while rutgers is 13 and 10 5 and 7 in the big 10 however i've had the pleasure of watching one rutgers game uh, this season which was the game against purdue and also i've seen rutgers play northwestern um, a season ago and that team is better than what their record implies um but some fun facts going into tomorrow's game over the last two years the cats have won 20 big 10 games which is their most across consecutive seasons in school history since the 1931 or 30-31 and 31-32 seasons. That is from NU Sports. And um, this is the 20th meeting between Northwestern and Rutgers. And the Cats have a 12-7 and record against them. Let's hope that t after tomorrow night, it goes up to 13. Last year, uh, the Cats went 1-1 one one, with the Cats going 65-53 in New Jersey. While... Uh, while the Cats lost actually at home to uh, the Scarlet Knights in Evanston. Uh, so, um, you know, like I said, it's a really good team. It's better than what the record implies. And uh, I would expect that this team is going to be in for it when they go down there to uh, Piscataway to play the Scarlet Knights because Rutgers only allows just 65 points a game, which is the second fewest in the Big Ten. And opponents are generally shooting 39.6 from the field and 30.3 from beyond the arc, so, which is a very concerning number, right? Because the Cats like to shoot the ball. So if anything, to kind of put that first key right away, the Cats need to get the ball in the net right you can't afford to have a night where it feels like a lid is on the basket right and like i said like i keep saying we're at that part in the year where there's so much college basketball to be played but very little college basketball to be played and it just so happens that this part of the calendar is in the shortest month of the year in february as a matter of fact we're halfway through february and before i get into that happy valentine's day to everybody and also happy 50th episode i realized in the last episode we hit episode 50 so happy 50th to, to us here at the wildcat offense oh, but anyway back to the game right for the most part northwestern is better than rutgers this year at every statistical category with the exception of total rebounds um rutgers averages 35 a game while the cats average 28.7 um and block shots Rutgers has 5.3 to the Cats 3.3. Uh, what's very similar is that they seem to have a 
two-man group being the face of their teams, right? So for us, it's our fearless leader, Boo Booey, right? He leads the team in points with 18.8 and assists with 5.4. And Brooks Barnheiser is our best rebounder with 6.8 rebounds and our best defender with two steals on the year. For Rutgers, it's Jeremiah Williams and Cliff Omaruyi. Williams averages 14 points on 41.7, shooting 40% from three. Um, hasn't missed a free throw shot all year, so that's really, really impressive. Omari has 9.1 rebounds a game. Uh, Williams has 3.3 assists, and Omari has 3.2 blocks. So that's something that, again, the Cats should consider. Other than just shooting the ball, is it's to avoid getting blocked, right? I just mentioned seconds ago that Rutgers is better than Northwestern at blocking the basketball. So, and it's not a slight, right, against our bigs or forwards, right? I mean, our guys are going to work too, but that's something that needs to be considered going into um, the game. Besides those two guys on Rutgers, um, Andre Hyatt is a, a guy to uh, focus on. 11.3 points a game with... Uh, 39.1% shooting, 32.8 from the field, and he averages 4.9 rebounds a game. And there's also uh, Mawat Mag and Derek Simpson. Uh, those guys are averaging just a shade under 10 points a game. 9.8 for Mag and uh, 9.3 for Simpson. And, uh, you know... This is going to be a team that, again, will play hard. They are winners of their last three of five, those three wins, actually in a row. And they've actually beaten teams that Northwestern did not beat, has beaten, and has yet to face. So um, I've had the pleasure of watching the Rutgers-Purdue game uh, on the TV a couple weeks back. That was a 68-60 defeat, but... That second half was really good for Rutgers, and you were probably worrying about Purdue to see if maybe they were going to get upset on the road uh, to Rutgers, but they held on. Uh, they did lose to Penn State, which is a team that Northwestern has beaten or just recently beaten. They lost 46-61, to beat Michigan 69-59, to came away against Maryland at Maryland 56-53 and just recently beat Wisconsin 78 to 56. They beat them down while the Cats were stunned, came back and they just ran out of time. So again, this team will fight. This team will grind and this will be a, a tall order, right? It's not going to be a walk in the park and like I said, you know, if Rutgers is going to perform the way they did against Northwestern last year, and sure, they're sitting at 13 and 10, but like I said, their, their talent is better than what their record suggests, right? As for Northwestern, they're also winners of their last three, or I mean, winners of three of their last five. I shouldn't say winners of their last three. They're two out of three in their last three, actually. Big win against Ohio State, dropped that heartbreaker to Purdue at Purdue, lost a snoozer to Minnesota, beat Nebraska at home 80 to 68 pretty convincingly. <clears throat> And just had the, uh, excuse me, uh, just had the uh, five-point uh, stressful but hard-fought win on Super Bowl Sunday against Penn State. So 
Both teams are in pretty decent form. I would argue that Rutgers has a little bit of a hot hand, right? Because they're riding three straight wins. Of course, the Cats have a streak themselves. But the one thing that does really, really stand out about tomorrow night's game is that it's on the road for the Cats. And it's a one-and-done matchup. So they're not going to see Rutgers again for the rest of the season unless they meet in the tournament. and. What I keep saying throughout this whole season, right, 51 episodes in, um, I'm not entirely sure how many basketball episodes we've done, but throughout the basketball season, I've said that obviously you want to dominate at home, which the Cats have successfully done, and you want to steal as many games as you can on the road, especially for ones where you're not going to see that team again, at least in the regular season. So every game is a must-win game for the Cats, right? Let's not deny that. But this is a game where, yeah, if you win this one, this will really, really be helpful for the team's resume going into the postseason. I mean, they're on the cusp of it, right? My my rule of thumb generally, you know, just by watching college basketball and learning from people who work in that realm, 20 wins generally gets you a good place, right? There's a good chance that you're going to be playing basketball in March and in parts of April, possibly, if you have at least 20 wins. The Cats are sitting at 17. And, of course, on Selection Sunday, they look at resumes, they look at strength of schedule well that's also resumes but like you know they look at your team and northwestern has the team right you know you got guys that played in tournaments you got guys that are very selfless and you're also led by a coach that has success even though there has been rocky years at northwestern for coach collins but as of late things have been going great you know, of course, the one thing that the committee will look into is a Chicago State loss. But that's a conversation to have when we're closer to actual selection Sunday. But back to the task at hand again, right? They're going to also look at games like this. Right? It's like, oh, were they able to play the teams that they would only see once very well? And were they able to beat them? And if not, were they able to stay competitive, right? And though Rutgers may not necessarily be a tournament team this year of any capacity, they could be one in the very near future. As a matter of fact, they were they were one not too long ago, right? So, you know, when you can beat a team that's talented in practice, that's and by practice, I mean like in actual game speed in live. And not just by whatever the stat sheet and the record says. Um, then that would be really, really big for the Cats. Um, and I realize I just didn't talk about uh, the, Cats, uh, the Cats guys. And before I get into that, I don't have any reports as of now on whether Ty Berry will be back for this game. But besides him, you know, having a pretty good year at 11.6 a game, 
um, and 3.9 rebounds to his name. There's also the big three for right now of Bowie, Barnheiser, and Langborg. Barnheiser averaging 14.5 points a game to 6.8 rebounds. Langborg averaging 12 points to 3.3 rebounds and 2.5 assists. Of course, should Ty Berry not be in the lineup tomorrow night, that's more opportunity for Nick Martinelli to be more productive, right? Uh, he's been a pretty decent sixth man for the, the season, 7.7 7 points per game, um, shooting 54.5% from the field, 40% from three with 3.3 rebounds in 24 minutes of action. So that's really good, you know, and I feel like for as long as Ty Berry is out from a starting lineup uh, production standpoint, he's going to be the guy to fill in that role, and he's going to need to step up need to make big shots especially when if there's a situation where um it needs to be more than just boo booey and brooks barnheiser and ryan langborg right because you know it's not it's not going to be a machine like performance every night as much as we wish it would be so for him to step up and do his job well that's going to be important for this home stretch of the year and especially for a night like tomorrow night. So that's one thing to consider. Uh, so I talked about shooting the ball uh, into the first key of the game. The second key, I uh, kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier, is try not to get blocked, right? If anything, try to turn those potential block opportunities by Rutgers into drawing fouls. Um, I know Northwestern hasn't really been the greatest at the line per se, uh, but again, if they could draw opportunities on a game like tomorrow night to get free points, right, to kind of use those opportunities to get those points, build a lead, and protect it as much as they could with that elite defense of theirs, right, it can be a really, really good night for them. Uh, more than just the multiple guys scoring in double figures and shooting the lights out, right? So that's that's that. That's the second key to game is try not to get blocked or turn those block opportunities into actual drawing fouls <laughs> for your team. And the third key, I would say, is try and try and step up. That that'll be the third key. Um, because when you lose a star player like that, you obviously need someone to replace him. And I'm going to stick for Nick Martinelli as long as I can. Right? I really think he's the perfect replacement. Um, if he does come back to the team next year, right, there will be more opportunities for him to play, most likely. And this is pretty much an audition for him to show the coaching staff that he is capable of starting minutes long-term, not just on spot starts like this because a guy went down. So that's the third key, which is step up, step up, step up, step up. You know, I know next man, men, next man up mentalities is all over sports or next person up, I should say. But in a situation like Northwestern's, it's going to be needed now more than ever. So there's that. Um, there is a two and a half point odd spread, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, 
in favor of Rutgers. And I think it's going to be a close game, honestly. But I think Northwestern, especially at the position of where the team is at, I think they are going to be better than that. And I actually think they will come away with the victory. I think they're going to steal this one on the road. And they need to. They really need to. Uh, but that being said, I, I do think it's going to be close. And uh, I'm going to say that the score is going to be... Just using the totals here, the over-under totals here. Um, I'm going to go... 70... To 66. 70 to 66 in favor of the Cats. It's going to be very similar to the Penn State game, I would imagine, where it's going to be close in the first half. Maybe the Cats can get a hot start, and Rutgers is going to find a way to punch back, but I think the Cats have enough to hold on and go 70 to 66. Let me know what you think. Do you think that this is the right? Um, opinion to have um, do you think the cats have the potential to do more even do you think they're actually going to beat down Rutgers or do you think that this could be a game where um, you're a little unsure about how the cats are going to do just because again Rutgers is better than what their record suggests uh, let me know uh, but before we sign off I want to thank you again for joining me on your Wednesday night uh, once again, the game's at 5.30 p.m. Central Time tomorrow on Big Ten Network. And then uh, AM 1000 ESPN for the local radio and Sirius XM 380 for the uh, satellite radio. Um, we'll be back on Friday to recap the game, hopefully another Wildcat victory. And then uh, over the weekend, we will preview the Sunday game that the Cats have against Indiana University. So until then, I will see you. Uh, I want to thank you again for the likes, the ratings, the reviews, the listens. It means so much to me. It means so much to the podcast. Share the podcast with friends, family, colleagues, anyone who's down to join the Sports Talk conversation. I can be found on most podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music at Offsea Sport. That's O-F-F-C-I-E. S-P-O-R-T. There you could find previous episodes of the Wildcat offense, such as the football season and the first 50 episodes of basketball and my first project, Greatness, GR, number eight, NSS, where I give a short form op-ed on athletes who are just dominating their sport today. Um, the prime example would be the $700 million man, Shohei Otani, and his former teammate, Mike Trout. Baseball is right around the corner. And fun fact about me, baseball is my favorite team sport. So watching the Super Bowl made me a little bit happy. Not because that football is going to be over, but because that means baseball is going to begin. And I'm pretty hopeful about how baseball can look. Um... As someone who watches as much Chicago baseball as he can, obviously one team is in a better position than the other. So I'm sorry to disappoint you, any White Sox fans on the uh, Wildcat offense group. Um, and uh, hopefully I, I for the Cubs fans, you have a little bit of confidence because, you know, it, it's kind of true, right? The Cubs were 
a game or two away from making the playoffs while the White Sox looked like they were in no man's land for most of the season. And right now, things look a little bit more brighter for the Cubs than they do the White Sox. But of course, anything can happen over the course of 162 games. But okay, um, I don't want to keep holding you guys. Uh, I will see you on Friday and go Cats! Thank <laughs> you.